Welcome back to another episode of Sheesh. I'm here with Everlyn Acuna, and tonight we're going to be discussing advice, love, and uh, plans for the future, I guess. Evelyn, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm super excited to be here. That's good. That's good to hear. I'm, uh, tell us a little more about yourself, Evelyn. Uh, where did you go to school? What have you been up to? Okay, so the first two years, I went to Andrews University, which is in Michigan. It was like a Seventh-day Adventist like, university, but it, it was very small, but it was the sixth most diverse university in the nation. So mm -hmm. that's why I was super excited and really want to go there. Plus, they also had a soccer team, nice. which I was a part of. And then the last like four years or five years, because I went to school for a total of seven. Mm. <laughs> um, and the, master's so the last, No, I wish, right? <laughs> that's what I was like, dang, I, I basically went to school to get like a doctorate or something yeah. and I, didn't even, I don't even but no I went to uh, CSU in Fort Collins because that's where like the most the majority of my credits were going to transfer well mm -hmm. to the other universities weren't taking a bunch of them so I was like oh I figured oh well I'll go there so I would drive literally like an hour an hour and a half to Fort Collins every day for school damn that's commitment yeah <laughs> well I didn't get it done yeah when did you graduate mm, I graduated in 2017 okay very nice so fairly recently for the most part yeah yeah actually yeah. yes you're right fairly recently <laughs> and uh you said soccer was a big part of your life uh did you play a lot in high school yes, as well or? in high school I had never played before high school high school was the first time I ever played so I started playing in 10th grade played 10th 11th and 12th grade and then I went to college. I didn't play my first year, but I played the second year in college. Okay. And then when I transferred back, though, to CSU, I didn't join the soccer team. Okay. Which were you I, varsity, I JV, or? Varsity. But, oh, I mean, don't don't make it think like it's we were all, like, super bad at. Oh, yeah. sorry. I don't, can I say that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't like this huge, you know, Division One, like mm -hmm. nothing like that. We were a small school, so like to be varsity, yeah, you know, it's not like that hard. No, I feel you. I was varsity in uh, wrestling, and it was my first year wrestling. Yeah. So yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. What else? Uh, tell us more about your background. I'm, I understand you have a little boy. I do. Okay. He's right. he's actually going to turn four on Monday. Four already. Yeah. You know the funny thing is back in the day, uh. I, th I think uh, when you were selling your house like four years ago, I actually took pictures for your broker. Yes, you and did. I saw his name, Raphael, and it's such a small world. Like later on, like yeah. it's so weird, like how life, I guess, small world, really small yeah. world. Yeah, you did great. You took great pictures. Did you like those? Yeah, I did. It was like perfect lighting and everything. <laughs> no, yeah. it's good. It's good. So, uh, Raph, tell us more about Raph. Um, uh, right. Well, so he's four. He's super intelligent. Mm. Little boy is so smart. It, like, amazes me how intelligent he is. But, I honestly, it's, like, just kids in general nowadays. Yeah. Because I guess because they're growing up with technology, they're picking up things, like, really left and right. Mm. And you just, like, some of the things that he says or does, and I'm just, like, what? Like, sometimes I'm, me and my mom are always laughing because we say that he speaks like an adult. Yeah. And so, like, literally today in the car, he was, like, Mami, ¿sabes? A veces me pregunto. Like the random words, like, like he, I don't know. It's, I'm just like, what? You sound like a 10 year old or like an adult. Like, don't, don't tell me that. Don't speak to me like that. Speak to me like a baby. But he's not, you know, he's yeah. turning four already. Yeah. He's growing up. And and I imagine you spend a lot of time with him. I right? do. I spend a lot of time with him. I'm a stay at home mom. It's a full, full time <laughs> job 24 7. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell my sister she has twins. And uh, when oh I used my, to take yeah. care of them for a few hours, man. Double the respect. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> mad respect, everything, because that's that's. There's so many guys I talk to at work as well that have newborns and stuff. They're like, yeah, 
but I'd rather be at work. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? Stressful. I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. And it's it's wild though that sometimes like in our society, it's like people don't really appreciate what it means to be a stay-at-home parent until you're in that situation and you're just like Oh yeah. my gosh, when does it turn off? It, it never, never turns does. off. Mm -hmm. No. So it's like, you know, when you go to work, yeah, okay, you can have a headache or you're frustrated, but then you get to go home. Mm -hmm. When you have a kid and you have a day where it's like maybe they were having tantrums or it's super stressful, you don't get to go home. Yeah. You're already home. Yeah. It's, no, yeah. I, I get you on that. And I think that's a big thing, like, uh, especially men in our culture, they don't understand, like, how hard it is. They think staying at home, it's it's just easy chilling with your kid. Yeah. No. Oh, no. No, that is difficult. Like I said, I, yeah. I only did a few hours with my sobrinos, but man. Yeah, that's not what it is. I was going crazy. No, but yeah. uh, tell us more about, uh, I guess, let's go more to a serious point now. Uh, okay. An advice way. Uh, how did things work out, I guess, with your, uh, with Raphael's father? Okay, so, well, let's let's take it back a little bit. Okay. So, I was married for two years before okay. we separated, and then, like, almost a year passed, and then we officially divorced, because mm -hmm. we were trying to work things out. Um, we went to therapy and all that good stuff. We tried, you know. Yeah. At least, you know, my conscience is clear. Yeah. I did everything that I could have to, to really make it work. Yeah. Um, and in the beginning, yes, it was really hard just because obviously we had a one-year-old. Like our son had just turned one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, from one day to the next, I was a single mother. Mm -hmm. So it was hard. It was very emotionally stressful. And what's crazy was that I didn't realize how bad it was affecting me until I saw how it was affecting my son. So it's like, you know how, how like, you know how sometimes you can be, you're, you're having a great day, but then, like, your boss is super stressed or a parent in your house is super stressed or someone around you is super stressed. It makes you stressed. The vibe, yeah. Yeah, you pick pick up on it, right? Mm -hmm. My son was picking up on everything, you know, that I was feeling. Yeah. So sometimes in the middle of the night, he would be crying. And I was and I would be like, what's going on? But it was because of all everything that was happening with me. Mm -hmm. So that was really hard to realize, you know, like, everything that I was feeling, he was also, I was transmitting to him. Even yeah. though he was one and he didn't really understand too much what was going on he was feeling everything so i think that was really hard and but it was also like a huge wake-up call like i realized you know what you have to get it together you have to move forward because mm -hmm. if you're not it's gonna affect your kid a lot and yeah like it took a good i want to say maybe almost two years mm -hmm. to completely say you know what like i am good like i can get over this i can overcome it move forward and just move more into a positive state mm -hmm. of mind you know because when you go through something like that like a separation a divorce it really is it's a toll on your you know on your self-esteem on your relationship with people because there's almost this sort of like stigma yeah like i felt ashamed and yeah. i felt embarrassed like i had failed everyone in my life like not just my son not just myself like my god my mom yeah. my dad his family i felt like i had failed everybody yeah. so it's like i kind of wanted to just hide and not talk to anyone be away from everyone mm -hmm. But then you realize, like, you're only isolating yourself more, and that doesn't help. So, yeah, I it, it, it was it's a lot. It was a lot. Mm -hmm. But I did understand that I, I needed to get up. Like, one thing that, that I always remember and always, like, I always thought about was the world keeps moving. Mm -hmm. If you stay on the ground, no, like, the world doesn't stop. Yeah. It doesn't stop to say, hey, Roland, get up. No, it keeps going. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to stay behind. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's big. Like, did you feel like you had any external, 
emotional help as well like your, your siblings yeah uh, yes honestly yes i do okay. like one first of all like god i was mm -hmm. raised in a christian household so prayer was yeah. like super powerful mm. and then my mom my mom would always send me all these like motivational videos and self-help things and mm -hmm. honestly it did help that yeah. helped a lot um, I had a cousin who at the time I was going to the gym with, mm -hmm. and she doesn't know this, but she was a tremendous help to me because at the gym, sometimes you like sueltas todo, you yeah, know, you talk exactly. about problems and I was probably stressing her out, but it helped me a lot to take it out. Yeah. So I thank her a lot for that. <laughs> um, and then, you know, my siblings, they, they're, they're always there. You yeah. know, they, it's not so much that they were telling me positive things or like sending me motivational videos but they were always just like around mm -hmm. and like if they saw me crying or saw me kind of down they're like dude you don't forget that dude like you move forward you keep going yeah. they were never like we're not like the softy family yeah <laughs> we're like oh he floated, he floated. no it's like dude uh-uh you're falling behind get mm -hmm. up and let's go yeah and i, I like that i yeah. do appreciate that about my family and then friends you know i had a lot of a lot of friends who mm -hmm. Some of them went through very similar things. So we kind of went through it together yeah. and that also helped. And yeah, like YouTube motivational videos, <laughs> listening to good um, podcasts, mm -hmm. music. You're a pretty active uh, woman. Would you say for the most part at the gym as well? Like obviously with yeah. your cousin, but just the gym itself of working out every day. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. Because when you work out, you release like the good endorphins in your body. Mm. Um, you lower your, I think it's called cortisol levels, which are like the stress levels in your body. When you get stressed, that's like the like the hormones that I think mm -hmm. you release. And so when you work out, you get you decrease those levels. So it 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 would help me a lot to go to the gym. Okay. Honestly, yeah. No, that's good. Uh, any advice you would give like the young ladies out there that are going or are starting out through a situation like that, yeah. or feel like they're in a toxic relationship or a toxic marriage? Like how how did you know when you knew it was at the point of no return? Um, I definitely I think I knew when I had already tried everything. Like I tried talking with him. Obviously, that's the first thing he talked with the other person. Mm -hmm. The second thing was I talked to his mother. I brought his mother into oh, it, which was because that's his family, yeah. you know. So I was like, you know what? They gotta if, strain them out. if this is what's gonna happen. I want your parents to know because I never wanted his side of the family to ever think like, oh, you know, <laughs> I just left or this is that. No, yeah. no, no. I was like, I want everybody to know that I'm trying my hardest and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work. So I got him involved. I got his family involved. I got my parents involved because we are all a huge family. Mm -hmm. And these were all people that cared and people that care always try to help, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I want everybody to help. Like, let's band together. Mm -hmm. Um, we went counseling, we talked to pastors, like literally <laughs> I tried everything. Nice. So once I did everything and it didn't work, like the other person still decided I don't want to move forward. Mm -hmm. That's when I was like, you know what? Okay. Ya me puedo lavar las manos. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I can clean my hands because I tried everything mm -hmm. and yes, it hurts, but at least I know I, I can go to sleep with a clean conscience. Yeah. So it's like if there's women out there or guys who have literally tried everything and they know they've tried everything and mm -hmm. it's still not going in the right direction or you you notice that the other person isn't changing, isn't trying, then what else can you do? You can't. Mm -hmm. You cannot live in a state where you're constantly trying to force someone to do something else yeah. like or, you know, or to change or to whatever. It is not your responsibility to change someone. That is your own responsibility. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think that was something that I really had to just like wake up and see like, no, mm -hmm. I can't change him. Yeah. It's a decision he makes for himself mm -hmm. and I can only change myself. That's it. Yeah. 
Oh, definitely. And and what would you justify as uh, not justify, but what would you categorize? Because you know, in different relationships, there's different breaking points. Mm-hmm. There's for some people, it's cheating. Cheating is the breaking right. point. For other people, it's just that they it's not necessarily bad, but it's not good. Okay. What, what would you say? And what I mean by that is like kind of like a relationship where the other person's like you said, you feel like you're the one that has to do the majority of the work, the the one that has to try to make them change, the one that has to. What, what were you categorize? I guess I was like, what was well? I I know for I definitely think that for different people it's different breaking points, but mm-hmm. I think for me the breaking point was when I saw that that person no longer wanted to try. So it was like their yeah lack of effort. Yes, lack of effort. But yeah, just the just the point that I kept saying like, hey, are we gonna keep going? And yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, let's keep trying this or whatever. But the actions didn't match what he was saying. Yeah. That's where I was like, you know what? No, it's the same story over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The actions aren't matching the words. We're not going in the direction that we should be going. I've already tried everything. That's it. Like, if mm-hmm. if I continue this, we're literally gonna stay in this toxic it's cycle. Right. And I also noticed, especially for myself that I was changing a lot as a person. You know, my personality changed a lot. I became very insecure. Mm -hmm. I was constantly very, like, super emotional, constantly crying. Sometimes I would go crazy and, like, scream. And not that I I have. I have a temper. It is known. Uh, And I'm not going to act like I'm over here perfect and, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. I I didn't do, you know, I didn't have my little characteristic flaws because, of course, everybody does. Mm -hmm. And I had my fair share. But it's like we got to this very toxic cycle where we would we were literally bringing out the worst in each other, mm. and I was like, "This can't, this cannot continue. It's not good for him. It's not good for me, and it's definitely not good for our kid." Yeah. So I think for me, just seeing all those little things, it, it just was like, "No, no, no! You have to get out." And if you couldn't get out by fixing it because mm. the other person didn't want to, now it's time to step away. Yeah. Because you you need to change. You need to put yourself in an environment where you can grow. Mm-hmm. and do better and so that your son can also see that and grow and do better yeah so moving moving forward after that like what what was it like now that co-parenting with rafa mm-hmm. like is it is, was it tense at first toxic at first or how did you guys get to a good point where it's easier to co-parent for the better sake of Raphael? so definitely in the beginning is very 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 hard um we were constantly bickering whenever because we he would come and pick up Rafael. at least like he i think our or like split is like he he has Rafael two days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, yeah, it was like whenever we couldn't like really see each other, or if we did, we just start pointing the finger mm-hmm. and like you know blah blah whatever. Yeah. Um, eventually, it was just like you know what I don't want to do this anymore. I said to myself, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not good for me. It's not good for him. It's not good for Rafael. So what am I gonna do to change this? And I had a very serious conversation with him one day that we were kind of bickering. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. What's the point? What is the point of being miserable? Mm -hmm. Like, let's choose not to be. So let's stop fighting because we know we're going to be in each other's lives for the rest of our lives because we share a son. Mm -hmm. So let's move forward. Let's, yeah, like, let's let it go. And I think he, he realized you're like, you're right. Like, what is the point of being miserable and bickering and fighting? It's not good for our kid. He mm-hmm. realized it wasn't good for either of us. Yeah. And so let's, let's be friends. Okay. And maybe we're not necessarily friends, but we can at least be like, como se dice? Amicable? Amicable? Amicable. Well, we hear all the Spanish. Problems of speaking two languages now. Yeah, First language speaking Spanish. Yeah, so, you know, 
it's not like we're not the best of friends, but we get along yeah. now. We don't we don't get into each other's lives. All mm-hmm. we ever talk about is our kid. We don't talk about our personal lives. Nothing. There's never only the, our kid. But hey, I miss you. No, no nothing. No, no. And of course, there was times where mm-hmm. that would happen. Yeah. But you know, I never saw that change. So I was just like, you know, let's let's not go there. Mm-hmm. Let's just we're doing good where we are right now. Yeah. We're both growing as people. Our son is doing good. He knows the routine now. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's. Let's just, just stay there. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's push in the right direction. Keep it stable for him. Yeah. For him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now moving forward, now as a as a single mother, any advice do you do you have for anyone out there that's in the, kind of the same situation, like career wise? Like how were there any low points where you felt like I know you said before when the whole divorce was going on, but were there any points where you're like, fuck, like it's it's getting it's it's hard sometimes, like or especially in in, in this world, I guess, in in a man's world yeah. as a single woman, like it's a lot harder with everything going on what would you advise or what would you recommend like career-wise with a kid like raising him yeah. what was helpful for you in that sense like to while you're doing your career to also do uh you know take care of raf yeah oh well that, that's honestly that's hard because this whole time like since i've been a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. i haven't really worked i've only been working i'm only i only work once a week okay when my son goes with his dad mm-hmm. i work one day a week and that's I have that because I work for my dad's company. So, you know, okay. I have that little privilege to be able to do that. People, yeah. A lot of women, single mothers cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm blessed that I have that possibility. But obviously now my son's getting older. He's going to mm-hmm. start going to school. I have to work. Like yeah. there's no like, oh, I can get off off working one day a week. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I moved back in with my parents because mm-hmm. they're of tremendous help. And mm-hmm. it's a good environment for my son. And, yeah, it sucks for me. I don't want to <laughs> be living there. You know, it's not like it could be like, oh, you know, my, my space. <laughs> yeah. Pero pues ni modo. You know, mm-hmm. you have to do what you have to do. Y ni modo, me tengo, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice mm-hmm. that came from the divorce that I had to deal with. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, but then now like career wise and moving forward, now I have to think, okay, what can I do that allow, that is going to allow me to mm-hmm. also be with my son, but then also have a career and what, what I've been thinking of currently and what I work, have been working on is real estate mm-hmm. just because everybody tells me, you know, the work schedule is a little bit more flexible. So mm-hmm. it's good for single, you know, like parents who, you know, have to split their time between kids and work. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. You know, that's, <laughs> I passed my real estate exam. Thank okay, you, Jesus. Congrats. That's what <laughs> And so now we're, you know, um, waiting on some interviews. I've already reached out to like three companies. So mm-hmm. let's see. Let's see what happens. So for anyone that needs an agent out there, Evelyn Acuna, she's going to be <laughs> licensed. And, uh, plug. <laughs> she's going to be helping you guys out. We'll drop her uh, Instagram handle on uh, the sheesh. Yes. Oh, you can also follow me on TikTok, you know, if you want TikTok. any exercise <laughs> advice. I'm growing that following, okay? We'll put that as well. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, yeah, but I guess that advice-wise, like, I mean, if, if for women or single parents, it's good. It's hard, dude. It's so Honestly, it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess I wouldn't even really know what to say because I, I don't have a full-time job, at mm-hmm. least not yet. But I know if... No, yeah, maybe I'm not. I'm not even gonna try. I'm not gonna try because then I'm gonna sound titiri if I don't even know because I haven't experienced that. I'm barely gonna start going into the workforce. Well, it's kind of like you said. Every, everyone's coming from different backgrounds and different situations, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's just, I guess, whatever works or whatever you could, you know, if you have that support with family, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah if you for. have the support from your family, mm-hmm. take, use it, take advantage, like, well, not advantage of your family, yeah, but you know but what I mean? Like, like take the help. It's, mm-hmm. I know that we definitely live in a society where it's like, no, I don't want help. I'm going to do it by myself. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, especially because in America, in America, we're a very individualistic yeah. nation, but in other nations, it's a community. Mm-hmm. So luckily I'm Mexican and we're very <laughs> community oriented. Yeah. So my parents are willing to help me. My mm-hmm. mom helps me with Rafael and she already told me now that I have my real estate exam, she's like, I'll take care of them for you. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, thank you so much because now I can work full time. Mm-hmm. I have someone that I trust that my, my son's going to be in good hands and yeah. I can work. But then you know what? Then I'm going to pay for it in the future. You pay it for by what? Taking care of your parents when they're older and mm-hmm. they need you. So it's just, it's a cycle. Yeah. So don't be ashamed to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Especially in our culture, like you said, the Latino culture is very, you know, family oriented. And yeah. it feels really lonely out there if you, if you're out without your family. You yeah. Know, or constantly so wanting to, yeah. to do everything yourself. Like, yeah. okay, congratulations. You got something down on mm-hmm. your own. I guess that's like, that is an achievement. Yeah. But, but if you can also get help or ask for help, why not? Yeah. I think one of the biggest problems with our generation is that we're really sometimes egotistical or, uh, yeah. Yeah. we don't want to let yeah. go of the pride. Like we yeah. don't want to swallow our pride. And it's, it, it's rough, but, uh, any life philosophies you, you have, life uh, experiences, oh, like, like things that I live by. Yeah. Code. Definitely loyalty. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's so important. Um, you know, being loyal to your family, to your friends, mm. to your God, to in your relationships. I think loyalty is extremely important. So I take it very serious, very seriously. Um, also, try, I tr- constantly try to be a good person. So being a person of character, having values and integrity is mm. very important to me. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm perfect because I'm not. And yeah, I've had my fair share of bad decisions, very bad decisions. <laughs> and not just like marriage and the divorce, not just that, you know, just in general, yeah. other stupid things that, you know, as a, as a young 20 <laughs> something year old, you, you yeah. know, you make. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm constantly the, the one thing that I will say that I am proud of is that I am a very um, self-aware and I self-evaluate constantly myself Mm -hmm. because i'm like okay am i on the track am i on track to being who i want to be am i are my actions matching the person who i want to be in the future Mm -hmm. because like if my actions don't match i'm never going to get to the better person to the you know this person that i imagine being five years i I constantly have this image of like growth 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 Mm -hmm. growth i always want to grow as a person my character my values how i act around people you know deal working on my my anger issues or whatever or I don't know. It's just, it's constantly getting better. That's what it is. Like always do better, do mm-hmm. better, do better, do better because there's always room for growth. Yeah. So life philosophies. Mm, like I, I wish I had this cute little quote, you know, like to live by, but I don't know. <laughs> when life gives you lemons, ask for tequila and sal. Tequila and sal. I mean, that doesn't sound bad. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, I guess, uh, what else? What, Besides uh, real estate, was there anything else you ever wanted to do? Um, briefly, I mean, I do in the future. I would love to start my own. I don't know if it'd be like maybe like a clothing company because mm-hmm. I did go to school for fashion apparel design. Okay. So in the future, I would like to do something like that. But oh yeah, when I have you know money saved mm-hmm. up and because mm-hmm. it's not like I couldn't start now. I could, mm-hmm. I could, but it does take a lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to do real estate first. I really want to learn the, mar- you know, yeah. yeah, real estate and the market and understand the market and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then after that, after a couple years, then maybe in the future, maybe when I'm 40, 45, 50, mm-hmm. even who cares? Yeah. I don't know. Even if I'm 80, if I'm still alive <laughs> and kicking and I, you know, feel like wanting to start a fashion company or something, go. then I will, you know, some leggings for the grannies. And yeah. <laughs> leggings for the grannies. <laughs> These are super shapers. Keeps everything in. Super yeah. tight. Yeah, super tight. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, anything else? I guess you would want to share, like if you were talking to a younger version of yourself. Ooh, um, oh, that's a good that's one. Good. If I could tell myself something, if I could go back in time, what would I tell my eighteen or nineteen-year-old self? Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say to. One, to not take yourself so seriously because I feel like sometimes we go through this transition. You know, like when you're a little kid, you're you you're you just experience fun. joy, mm-hmm. you're happy, like even bad things can happen, but you still always find the Happens. silver lining, right? Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you're kind of told you have to be more serious, you have to be this, you have to be and it's just like, okay, yeah, there's times for seriousness, mm-hmm. but don't lose your joy, don't lose your playfulness, because I felt there was a period of time where I kind of did lose my playfulness, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm barely finding it again. So I would tell myself that, don't lose your playfulness, your inner child, I would so don't take yourself so serious. And then I would also say, you are not responsible for changing other people, you are only responsible for changing yourself. Mm-hmm. And... Mm. there's more there's so much more (laughs) um what else and oh okay so i constantly hear people say like you gotta love yourself first if you don't love yourself first how can you love other people Mm -hmm. um i would say that yeah that is true sometimes i think especially when you're young and you get so infatuated or you're in a relationship you're just like oh i love that person i want to love them and give them everything but you also have to learn to love yourself because when you love yourself you learn to respect yourself Mm -hmm. and when you respect yourself and you love yourself there's a lot of things that you say no i that is not okay you cannot do that you shouldn't do that i'm not okay i'm not okay with putting up with that and Mm -hmm. you walk away that's loving yourself first respecting yourself first and then you move forward instead mm-hmm. of always, oh, no, it's like making excuses for the other person. Oh, it's okay. I love you. You're imperfect. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. No, no, no. There's certain things that are not okay. And when you love and respect yourself, you you can easily say, nope, I'm not okay with that. Mm-hmm. And you go. And that's okay. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that, oh, you didn't love the other person or whatever. Yeah. Or that you're, you don't have compassion or you don't understand that people aren't perfect. No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that. You understand. It means you respect yourself enough to walk away from situations. Yeah, to walk away from situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it means. Yes, that's what it means. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really will. Definitely a lot of insight. Uh, A lot of insight. I mean, it's 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 very brave of you talking about a lot of these things. A lot of people like you. No, said, I'm an open book, baby. Like, ask <laughs> me anything you want. Oh, okay. (Laughter) No, again, thank you for for coming on on Sheesh. Uh, we definitely want to have you on again in the future, especially after you your experience from real estate. Yeah. yeah. So we're definitely going to reach out to you for that. And uh, yeah, this is, has been Everlyn Aquinia here with Sheesh Podcast. Oh, sheesh. 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 Everyone's got to say it. You got to say it. <laughs> sheesh. There you go. <laughs> but we'll have her back on in the future. We just want to thank everyone for tuning in and thank you, Everlyn. Yes. Thank you so much.